This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome, welcome. Episode 11, Divots and Pivots, the Valero Texas Open. Cut right to it. That's what we got on tap for you this week. It's going to be a good week. But before we jump into this week's golf, I want to hit you with a big announcement first that this show, Divots and Pivots, will be involved in coming this Sunday night, April 3rd, 9 p.m. Belly Up Media, we are putting on a pre-Masters show, a Masters pre-show, I think is how the, the title is actually being called. I had that backwards. But either way, 9 p.m., two straight hours of golf content, uh, divots and pivots. We will be on that show. Uh, there's going to be games. We're going to be doing some golf jeopardy. We're going to be talking betting. We're going to be talking uh, daily fantasy picks. We'll be talking some fun history. Either way, whatever your poison is when it comes to ed- golf entertainment, we'll have it for you. So check it out, tikilive.com. Belly Up Sports, 9 p.m. Sunday night. You'll be able to find it on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. However you choose to listen to us, we'll be there live. But enough with the housekeeping and the announcements. Bud Copeland, on the tee. How's it going? Phenomenal. Outstanding. Fantastic. Uh, uh, nothing gets the blood going like the uh, <clears throat> Valspar champion. Where are we again? Valero. Valero. <laughs> Texas Open. I'm, I I I wish I could say that all, that was on purpose, but it's not. Two V sponsored back to back, and you got Augusta next week. Um, Augusta. <clears throat> rumor has it Tiger was wheels down in in Augusta. You know, yep. the other day, uh, I saw a tweet that he was out on the range with JT and Charlie. He's playing I'm, a practice round tomorrow, I believe, to see if he is going to be able to play. I I. I I honestly think he might for the first time ever play the par three with Charlie and not play this year and cool. you know, say that he got there. He, you know, he's close. Um, he wanted to, but he also knows he wants to do it at the level that he's expected to do it by himself. Yeah. The elevation people don't understand that about Augusta. I mean, it's, it's a heck of a walk. It's not yeah. a short course. The elevation changes are brutal. Um, and so it's, it's not like we're out in Texas where it is flat <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there's yeah. some elevation changes at the TPC San Antonio Oaks course, but uh, let's be honest. Wherever, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of these guys are going to be out there this week working on shots that they're practicing yeah. for next uh, for next week. Tiger famously used his quote unquote stinger at the players back in 2000 as, in preparation for the Masters run later that year. He mm-hmm. said the shot he was working on all year. So, yes, yeah, I was doing at the top of the uh, the show. And if you don't stop me, I won't stop because that's how well I am doing <laughs> to be back in the home office. Yes. Which, city, which city USA? Um, home of, sure well, actually, I guess, Salem Country Clubs and Peabody. But, no, things are great. <laughs> Looking forward to another great weekend of entertaining golf. Uh, also, start kicking off today. Speaking of Augusta. Uh, the Augusta National Women's Amateur starts yes. today, and uh, the uh, the field actually does not start at Augusta. They start at nearby. I want to say it's Champions Retreat. 
mm -hmm. golf course. They play a couple rounds there, narrow down the field. Everybody gets to play a practice round on, on Friday. And then uh, the top 30 du duke it out and stroke play for uh, the, the title of Augusta National Women's Amateur Champion, which I think has quickly become kind of not must see. Well, yeah, must see golf. It's become a championship that, yeah. uh, that, that kind of leads in. Last year, the, Jap the Japanese swept it. Uh, and which was kind of a unique story in and of itself. So big things ahead. Uh, but yeah. first, when, 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 when you were leading off with um, fisticuff references, you were smacking us with something. <laughs> oh boy. What a, what a lead in that was I, right there. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were going to, um, you can't. One of the, he, it's been said, one of the greatest moments in television history. <laughs> he said it. After he got hit, <laughs> he I said it he said immediately. Wow. <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Here's what I want to know. Here is honestly what I want to know. And I think yep. he's going to, I think he'll do a Netflix special soon and he will tell us. Oh I want to know everything that he was about to say until he realized he was still on live television. Cause you know, he takes the hit um, and he's kind of looking around like, was he like, was okay. And then yeah, you was, know, a, was this start, a joke? Was it? Yeah. Will starts keep my wife's name. And that's when he wanted to be like, you re he said, Oh, I could, no, no. Yeah, and that's when that's when I realized Will Smith was serious, and I think everybody else realized that too. Because if you look at the people in the camera shot around right. Will, they were all before he started screaming, "You keep my wife's name out!" Like they were all kind of like half smiling. Oh, yeah. And then he started doing that. They went, "Oh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> this and is awkward now." <laughs> and I don't know if it's true or if it was Chris Rock's people trying to do a little spin control. Uh, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. That's kind of human that I am. But he said apparently he didn't know that she had alopecia and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith has had short kind of shaved hair for a long time, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, um, so it's, I think he was trying to make more... I think something like that is when that's yeah, when that and I, think he was, I think he was trying to make an outdated G.I. Jane reference. But to me, I thought it was kind of funny just because he's Chris Rock well, and he could read. The let's phone be book. honest. If you watch that clip from the very start, Will Smith thought it was funny at first, too, until he got the little kick in the shin from the wife. He yeah. the very beginning of that clip when that joke is made. Will you see Will Smith laugh? Yeah, L let's be real. <laughs> and then, and then, I, and then I do believe he he got the look. I mean, we, we, all, we all saw. We all, we've all been there. We've all gotten that look before. But um, and my wife was saying this, and I agree with her. Homeboy's been through a lot uh, publicly in the last year in, yeah. in an era of uh, being vulnerable. He, you know, he let it all out there. He sat down at the red table, and we all got the story. <laughs> and a lot of people just kind of was like, "Whoa." Okay. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't comfortable with it being out there. I, I, I sure as I sure as Betsy couldn't, um, would, you know, that's not, that's not the kind of relationship I am okay with. Uh, yeah. but I'm not here to judge. I'm just, I'm saying contextually, I think you're right. I think he laughed and then he kind of got the look and then everything came rushing back. And it was like, man, yes. I, and you know, like you said, and I, and I do believe he was being honest when he said, love will make you do crazy things. And I do believe yeah. that love is the reason he didn't apologize to Chris Rock on the spot and had to do it later through social media. And it, it's a bad look. And unfortunately the guy's, yeah. the guy's image is going to be tarnished, but I mean, it's, it's, he, a, it's, he's a not pretty, going anywhere. it's a pretty bad look for him. It was a pretty bad look for the Oscars to let him continue sitting there after that. Yeah. So they, yeah. let him, they let him, you know, play out the show to just sit in there in the front row like that the rest of the time. Like I, that's, yeah, that that a that few is bad looks good to go around. That, that is that is now again to circle back. I think Chris Rock kept his mouth shut and is not doing any interviews, and yep. he's shopping around. Hey, Amazon Prime or hey Prime Video, hey Netflix, hey Disney Plus. Y'all want to get into the 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 <laughs> you know, maybe the blue game. I think he wants to know who wants an hour of my brain after that because his yeah. ticket sales went apparently went through the roof for his shows. They were averaging in the forty dollar yep. realm, and well, now I think, like, show, I think he's got a show coming up Monday. I was hearing them talk on the radio earlier or something like that. Like three twenty, three forty for for tickets now. Yeah, which yeah. is outrageous. <laughs> I I want to know. So he you know shouts to shouts to little Penny. Do you remember that yes. the, the little Penny cartoons? The little pe well, I don't. So um, little Penny, Little Penny Hardaway was a uh, was like an animation animated figure, and I don't know if it was through oh, I don't Domino's so, I don't or know. if it was just a Nike promotion, but it was when Anthony Hardaway, Penny Hardaway for the Orlando Magic, mm -hmm. he had this commercial series, and there was a Little Penny, 
and it was Chris Rock's voice. You should look it up. <laughs> uh, children, go to YouTube and look I've up. I've not uh, seen that one. It's hilarious. They're so funny, especially because it's Chris well, Rock. It's Chris, Chris Rock's funny with whatever he touches. And one more quick shouts to the internet. Kudos to you all for getting on the memes real quick. Um, I woke up to the memes. I didn't stay up to watch that that stuff. I'm, let's be honest. I got a child and, yeah. other, and other things to do. So when I woke up and saw it, um, I saw a meme first and I was like, what is this? And, Wait, then what I like, and you know, you all did very, very well. I'm, I'm well, we, proud. We had to face one of those memes as a show, uh, meme means memes as a show ourselves after, uh, getting smacked around by the, uh, the pesky report in our belly up madness bracket this week. Uh, look, Listen. kudos to pesky report for, uh, for bringing it in and taking us out all respect. Great show. Uh, but yeah, there was some trash talking there. I got the I got a meme from from them with the uh, with our name on Chris Rock's face and their names on Will Smith's. You know, basically saying they smacked us around. So kudos. I love the the back and forth. There's other rounds, so make sure to follow it on Twitter and Instagram, Belly Up Media for the all the other matchups. Go and vote. It's a good time. It's all it's all in good fun. And I like that analogy because, like I said, Chris Rock came out on top, and so will we. All right, so. Um, <laughs> Oh, how optimistic of me. Let's get, let's get to it. Last week, I will I will say that I'm going to go ahead and be that guy again. We're going to start doing a segment of this show called Hashtag that, Don't Be That Guy. Yeah, um, that, that, I think we can both be accused of that quite a bit. Uh, and so I'm going to talk about my other league, and uh, the league that I'm in with like 25, 26 other guys. Uh, actually, and girls. It's, it's a co-ed league. Actually, there it's actually a lot of fun. Some of the names, some of the most, uh, I will say, creative with air quotes and, and, and wink, wink, creative. Come from the ladies, man. Like I, oh, like team names me. Like oh, yeah. And, and it's it, some of them are pretty brutal. Mine's tame this year. It's TW yeah. Driving Academy, which there's layers to that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> you pick four folks, Bovada odds, and uh, and you go after it. Now I will say this: I am I have won back to back weeks once again. Now you're and, showing um, off, man. Thanks, thanks mostly for uh, access to the fantasy fantasy national golf club and the information they're get, they're giving us. My wife literally said, "Hand to God," she goes, "Do you think uh, do you think all the all the stuff you've been doing for that one thing is helping?" And I was like, "I love that you support <laughs> the show." And uh, actually, she does listen to it, but no, uh, nice. I said, "Yeah, absolutely." It forces me to pay more attention. I'm not just shooting from the hip. And uh, seeing these kind of things, I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to keep it going. So shouts, Fantasy National. But yes. I did pick a winner in Scotty Scheffler. I, 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 I was weak on the show. I ate the chalk publicly. <laughs> we both uh, did. We both did. But I do have the receipts. When push comes to shove, I went with Scotty Scheffler, took home the title. Yay, me. Um, we were, we were totally, totally guilty of not – sticking to our guns because we, we praise we praise kevin kisner for a solid like five minutes on the show talked about why every reason why he's the type of guy who's gonna do good in this tournament and then and then we, we talked ourselves in right. about two seconds we turned around we didn't even talk ourselves out of it in about two seconds we just turned around and said but jt's gonna win the group and moved right on from it <laughs> he's not playing bad but again i think we even set ourselves up for failure by describing all the reasons we should have stuck with kisner because we're like oh over 72 holes you know you got time to bounce back Man, listen, he, 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 I mean, he's a bulldog in many ways, right? But he, yes. I loved how he would either stare the guy down or not. Um, he, he gets in that, gets in that noodle and keeps the ball in play. And you do, he doesn't have the prettiest swing. I mean, it's not ugly by any means. It almost oh. looks technical and regimented, but repeatable. He's going to be doing, he's going to be the next Bernard Longer. Watch, he's going to go on the Champions Tour and win 25 times because I got a feeling he's going to hit it 270, 280 for the rest of his life with just that clunky back and through motion. Well, um, they just need to learn to put the man on the Ryder Cup team when the time yeah, comes yeah. around because he's, he's just, he's cash money in, in match play. It's just, it's just what he does now. Like, I would love to know what some of his money games are like because you know these yeah. guys, they all play, you know, down. Of well, they that, do. that's where you know uh, the goat T. Gray stalking Augusta National. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the trail started when folks saw him walking around Medalist, uh, the the course down in South Florida where he he plays mostly and and prepares for tournaments there. Famously, he uh, and he usually rides. And so, you know, or recently has been riding. So when folks saw him walking, that was clue one, Joe LaCava's in town. There's clue two. Um, <laughs> and then next thing, you know, I think somebody, some, some 12 year old with a flight tracker caught his tail number 
coming out of South Florida. There, there, I think there's a snapshot of it on, on the, on the interwebs, uh, just North of Jacksonville. And it's like, tiger, is that you? And you see the tail numbers matching up, which is kind of creepy. I mean, it's a little just, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a 15 year old who tracks, uh, God, it's either Elon or Jeff Bezos. Maybe I think he tracks him just, just for shits and giggles. You, because... you can Google it, find out where his jet is at all times, which oh, I'm sure funny. that Jeff Bezos only has one. Yeah, and that he's always on that jet. Yeah, he's not just giving it out to his buddies. To yeah, Jeff Bezos. He's probably on. the kind of guy that um, his security is that open that any any twelve year old could Google it. So, yeah, um, <laughs> the, the, I, I guarantee you, the minute that he, the minute they found out about that, he's like, "Oh, okay, cool. Where's my other jet?" And just yeah. let him keep tracking. Well, let me just sell this one, trade it in for the newer model. Speaking of jets, uh oh, no, I got no transition. I, no, I was no, waiting no, for no it. hard pivot. <laughs> um. I was going to say cool your jets, but there's no, there's no, there's no clean pun. It's, it is man. The Valero Texas open. It's the Texas open. It's an old tournament. It's been going on yeah. for a hundred, literally a hundred years, 1922. Um, okay. I think it's the, yeah, it's, it's, it's top 10 in all the oldest categories, you know, oldest longest consecutive running in one, one, one location, one course, oldest, all sorts of stuff. So it's got some prestige to it. Not to mention we're in Texas. So there's, there's the old lore of Ben Hogan and, you know, Ben oh, Crenshaw, yeah. even though last week we were at Austin country club uh, with Harvey Penick and that crowd. But anytime you're in Texas, you're talking about those folks, Jordan Spieth's up there in the 10 K mm-hmm. range surrounded defending by champ. yeah, defending champs surrounded by another Texan, you know, just a couple shots, but or slots down with Bryson Rory. I, I don't get it at 11 two. I really don't other than anytime he tees it up, you know, you think it could, but he doesn't, something's not clicking right now. And it's a little weird. Um, well, and this goes back to just DraftKings having to set things up to make things interesting for, for the players, because this is that type of field that it's just, it's a weaker field because as we've said, it's the week before a major, especially the week before the masters. So a lot of guys necessarily aren't necessarily coming out here and playing this tournament. So they got to, you know, Rory, I think there's, you know, Rory Hideki, Bryson, if he ends up playing, um, Spieth, like these are your biggest names probably this week. Like, there's probably like five of them. And then obviously there's a bunch of other names that we all know. But if you're talking guys who could be priced in that 10, 11,000 range, those are the only ones. So they got to spread them out and, and have someone be the top dog. So it, it, you just named some names, Rory, Spieth. Um, I, I always love Jordan Spieth around this time, especially after he, you know, he's always blossoming in spring. (laughs) Look, I love Jordan Um, Spieth anyways. He's my number one, like interview. Like I want to interview Jordan Spieth eventually that he's, I I want, I want to interview him, but anyways, continue. Go ahead. I like that. So if you look at past winners though, um, it's not, it's not exactly, it's not exactly murderer's row. I mean, we're talking about journeymen and, you know, some major winners in there again, Jordan Spieth. Um, you got Adam Scott and Zach Johnson, uh, Justin Leonard back in the day, but then you got names like Tommy Armour the Third, which that's the same Tommy Armour the Third that I told you I caddied in a practice round. He was a hilarious yes. dude. His caddy was a freaking riot too. Um, I mean, but listen to some of these names: Eric Axley, and I thought I, at first I thought that was the never gonna give you up, but, but <laughs> that, um, at Rick Astley. And yes. I just rolled the nation. You're welcome. But Eric Axley, Bra- Brendan Steele, which we've heard his name still, but still Ben Curtis, Stephen Bowditch, Kevin yep. Chappell, Andrew Landry. It's not. Look, exactly- these are all na- these are all names that like people who, like us who live in the golf world, like they're names that we know. But your casual fan is going to be like, I think I've heard that name before. Like, it, it's not it's it's not shiny and and, and exciting necessarily. No. No. Which is why when it comes to DraftKings. A tournament like this, I just fade the top. There's yeah. no point in paying up for anybody this week because this yeah. is the type of tournament where, like you said, it, some it could be just some random person from the six thousand range is gonna just see an opportunity where, hey, this is a weaker field. I can go guns blazing and have a shot here. And by the way, last year that around this time, uh, Jordan Spieth was a kind of uh, was that kind of person, no yeah. name, because he hadn't won in forever. I mean, he wasn't a no name. This was he the was start of his rise again, right here. His, yeah, I think it was his first win back, or uh, and so. Hello, AT and T. This is Andrew. Rookie, rookie moves. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't have the internet drop out on you. But no, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Spieth, I mean, he was coming out of nowhere. So erase the majors from his name or from at least that, that row of winners recently. And you do, cause everybody's gearing up. They're either already in Augusta or they're yeah. resting up for a week. Um, 
and you are seeing mean, a ton of these guys are going to be playing next week in Augusta. Of course they but, are, yeah. But but at the same time, I just don't know. I could see a guy like Ricky Fowler. Maybe all of a sudden something's clicking. We don't know about. He, he, if his putter gets hot, then you know, look out. Uh, he's one of the best putters in the game. I think he was kind of the heir apparent to Brad Faxon for a while until his game fell off. Mm-hmm. But well, this is that type of tournament where, like, someone like a follow who's been struggling for years but still has the name right. recognition might just be, you know, with, with less eyes on. Might Jason Day, another guy, kind of in that same, not to the. Jason Day is like at the top of that kind of tier of player who's been struggling. Fowler's kind of dropped to the bottom of that tier. Yeah, because didn't Jason have a a runner-up recently, or at least a top uh, top five, top three somewhere in that region? Oh yeah, what I forget, I forget which tournament was a couple weeks ago, but yeah, he was. uh, And then he had to withdraw with with injuries. Yeah, following up. God, this is some high quality golf analysis here. So let's tighten it up. (laughs) And uh, let's get back to let's get yes. back to the let's get back to the the, the DraftKings. So we're fading the top. Let's stick with the classics. Yeah, kind of go through some names. Um, I don't want to influence. I don't want to influence my tears because that really is. <laughs> I, actually, having already gone through it, I don't. I don't know if there's any arguments here. Um, I'm right, and we'll just go with that. So let's go. Let's go to your <laughs> sheets, and we're fading the top. We don't yes. like we. Again. Rory Jordan, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jordan win again, but I think he is geared up for next week. Um, yeah, Corey Connors is about as high as I think I would want to go. Uh, I would I would want to check the ownership between him and Mav McNeely because they both they both kind of strike that. Corey won here twenty nineteen uh, famously. Mm-hmm. He was a Monday qualifier, ended up winning first one on tour, and God knows how long. I think it was like over a decade. The so, problem with Connors is he's he's so hyped after the the WGC last week. Like he, everybody was talking about how he just absolutely like dropped the hammer on. Like it, no one expected it, and so I just looked. His projected ownership right now is nineteen percent. Corey Connors, he, yeah, he's on everybody's favorite list this week. You know, out so, of all the the so, sharps here on Fantasy National. So tell me where what Mav McNeely looks like. Probably about the same. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Oh wait, I'm in the wrong. Because he's been knocking. He's been he's been knocking on the door recently too. Twelve uh, percent. I could I could again knowing what kind of week this is, what kind of tournament it's going to be. Um, Mav McNeely is that name that people have been thinking he's gonna he's gonna win. He's gonna win. He's gonna win. He's got the pedigree for it. He was mm-hmm. close at Pebble earlier this year. Uh, this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of tournament that I think he wins. And this is his first win. He breaks through. Now, that being said, I got to reverse engineer it. I'm going from, <laughs> you know, I'm going from money to ownership to backpedaling. I do believe I saw him where I wanted to see him in the relevant categories, which for me this week, yeah, he ranks up pretty well. Yeah. Strokes gained, um, sorry, strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained ball striking. Uh, we're, we're talking about a long course, 7,400 yards plus. If the yep. wind gets going in, in Texas, God knows what can happen. So you do need guys who can put it out there a bit. Uh, and he is definitely not yeah. short. So yeah, I, I got a, he's ranked 13th on my list right now. So he's definitely a, a solid pick. And, and coming in ranked fourth in DraftKings points scored as well. Like that's yeah. is exactly what you're looking for. Like the guy's said, on a heater he, right now. Yeah, and he's on a heater. And, he, and he's going to come in at what looks like possibly a uh, – um, an ownership discount because with with everybody going on Corey Connors who's right there in the same price range like that you got a nice little edge right there so yeah I don't mind the Maverick McNeely play at all if you start there and then maybe go to like a Luke List who's also a little hot after the the WGC we're um, hive brain we are hive brained now yes. Luke List here's my question for you Luke List Russell Knox flip the coin or check the check like check 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 Mike God. <laughs> Get it together, Junior. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the the coffee still hasn't kicked in. Who's own? You know, is is the ownership discrepancy between the two of them, Luke List and Russell Knox, that you matter, or do you flip a coin here? That was my question because that made sense uh, the second time coming around. So List is coming and projected at like fourteen percent, Knox around eight or nine percent. So obviously, there's an edge there with Knox, but because. In this case, because it looks like I am personally going to be starting my lineups with Luke List at only eighty five hundred, I know I'm going to have money to go around. And sure, if Luke List. If I and because, like I said, this is a tournament where you can really exploit some ownership edge, edges because yeah, it's a tournament where someone can come out of nowhere. You don't have to play the chalky guys. So if Luke List is my most you know owned guy at somewhere between twelve and fourteen percent, but I have five other guys 
who are under like 8% owned. Like I can live with that ownership and, and be cool with that because I think he has just as best a chance to win as anyone. And being at only 8,500, like I'm, money doesn't matter for me at that point. It really doesn't matter for me because I know I can afford anybody I want because I am fading the top this week. So I am going to base most of my decisions off of ownership this week and try to okay. find that edge. Yeah. So that's except for, except for lists and knocks, because like I said, I think lists, he ranks as number one on my list. This, you know, list, list. He ranks as number one on my list this week. So I'm going to choose to just eat the, you know, quote unquote ownership at 12% with him. Like you said, if 12% is, if that's the chalk that you're taking down, you don't even need to drink anything afterwards. Yeah. Um, so that's a that, that that's a good point. We should we should put out maybe not even a lineup, but maybe our our top five top five guys we like. Because um, I I do well, we can't yeah we can't tweet out a full lineup, but we can we can tweet out some. Uh, keep an eye on the 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 show's Twitter at Divots and Pivots. We can put out a core this week. We yeah, like a core man. three. Because because I keep coming back to Luke List myself. Um, and, and when you said that you really could set a ceiling, like you could say that's about as much as I'm going to spend and go shopping, you could find him out there. Another guy, Doug Gim. Doug Gim has been playing okay recently. Not necessarily yeah. super hot, but he's, he knows how to win. He's playing okay. Um, 7,500, you know, he's twenty top, top 25 ball striking, top 50 off the tee. It was great on par fives. So it's it's the other one. Uh, that's right. What are what are some of your key stats or key kind of eight percent ownership? That's perfect. So my key stats this week. So we're we're same with ball striking. Star the way I, I did ball striking, strokes gain yep. um, off the tee, and then my third. That's what you just nailed. It was um, par five. Yeah. So, so, so mine's yeah. So mine's ball striking, par five. Mine's driving distance gained. DK points and then opportunities gained. So basically, opportunities gained. If you don't know, is no, I don't. Pretty, That's what I was about it's to say. pretty much um, how often you're putting yourself in a like in the in, in a shot for birdies or for. So it's not it's not that you're hitting the birdies, but how how often are you putting yourself okay. in a scoring position? Basically, I was about to say so. It, so it kind of encapsulates is the way I have always understand. It kind of encapsulates your your off the tee your T to green and your greens and regulation kind of like mixes them together because those are like the, the things that are going to set you up basically. Sure. I wonder um, if it works proximity in there. Like, because God, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty okay, sure. Because I was going to say, because God knows, you know, 65 feet green and reg, great, but that's not a birdie opportunity. Exactly. And I bet now, now we need some some sports dork to come in here from some, some, <laughs> yeah, I don't big. know the exact algorithm of it, every stat they use, but I do, yeah, because I would love to know to some, to some extent. I'd love to know if they do that, if they like take the shot link and they know, all right, you know, at 50, 60% of people from this range in make birdie, you know, that kind of stuff. So if you, like you said, if you go fairway and then green in this proximity, okay. Yeah, that's cool. And it, and then it doesn't take into account conversion rate, right? Not necessarily because I guess the conversion correct. Rate it's would just be... about the just putting yourself in the position. Hashtag always yeah. learning. Yeah. Um, so, and, but to, just to to finish up on Luke List, as do. far as those stats go, first in ball striking, first in opportunities gained, first in driving. Uh, no, sorry, sixth in driving distance, tenth in par fives, and fifth in DK points. So that's why at, for eighty five hundred, and if he's my most owned at twelve percent, I have no problem, cons- you know, considering those stats. I got one for you. I'm dumpster okay. dive. Ah, that's a rough way to put it. I'm not dumpster diving. I'm I'm bargain uh, shopping. Bargain shopping. There we go. Because this kid's definitely not a dumpster dive. Uh, Cameron Champ at 6,900. His stats are horrific, except for <laughs> except for the big the stroke gain off the tee. He's fifth. <laughs> yep. And he's ninth 41st. in strokes gain distance off the driving distance. Right, and he's 41st in ball striking. He's also sixteenth in par fives, and he knows how to win. He's broken the seal. He's he's done it a couple mm-hmm. times. He's one of those people at sixty nine hundred um, that would allow you to maybe get like we were. You and I were kind of going back and forth earlier. Not back and forth. That's a no. It's terrible description. I was talking about <laughs> Maverick McNeely. You dropped it even down and said, "What about Luke List?" And yeah. see, I'm the kind of person I want my cake. I want to eat it too, and then I want ice cream. Sure. And a guy like Cameron Champ, if you're building those lineups, you know, at 6,900, you could confidently put him out there. Yeah, I don't know if he's been playing great recently, but um, if you're just going to go off stats, eh, who knows? And again, wonky week with everything yes. that, that every with everything that, that we have to look forward to next week um, out, out in Augusta. So talk to me about Mido Pereira. 
what a pot we've we've talked is- about why because he's just been such a popular name so far this year um where why isn't he there we go there he is um 13 percent yeah so i mean coming at 8100 yeah you said like 13 14 probably end around 15 percent ownership so i mean it's he's one like a popular name yeah for me just because he is he's been so hyped up and he hasn't he hasn't necessarily delivered the big finish that we've been trying to capture when it comes to playing him. Um, I want to look at his recents really fast. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. So in the, I mean, he finished 27th at the Valsberg. I cut at the players, finished 30th. So he's been like right there in the middle of the, you know, he, he just hasn't had that big finish that you, you're hoping to get that, that massive return on the value that you're getting from hey, him. So I got one for you. And it's one that did almost broke through. What I don't know how to say his name, Thigala or Thigala. Yeah, you know so he's Thigala. Look, he, he keeps popping up this year. Well, well, yeah, because he's 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 on not not on scholarship, um, but I mean, he's I don't know what his status situation is, especially yeah. when he was when he was kind of he's made a couple of runs recently. He was in contention at the Valspar, yeah, um, he was seventh at the Valspar, and then he finished twenty second at Punta Cana last week. You know. The, the tournament away from the WGC, even though all of our eyes were really on the WGC. Which BT does my boy Smalley finished runner up. I texted you, I texted you when he when he when he went into the clubhouse at sixteen hundred. I was big <laughs> on Smalley two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is he in the is he in the field this week? Did, um, I Alex, he, it, Alex he is Smalley. actually he is Alex in the field at seventy one hundred. Um, that? yeah, he's like middle of the pack as far as his rankings goes. Ownership is going to be way low. Five. Yeah, ownership is going to be low for sure on him. Um, so okay, so he's a guy, sixteen under, might have had a shot, you know, slipped away, got some yep. confidence. He knows that he's got to finish top ten or win to get to Augusta next week. Yep. Um, he knows yeah. now that he's got the game. I'm. You're my. And boy. that's something we. And that's something we haven't mentioned. That Drove is a skin. good point. A, 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 a tournament like this that is open for the taking you know, to find those guys who are still, this is the last chance to qualify for every golfer's dream tournament next week. Like that's that extra drive that when the, the turn, when the golfers out there know that this tournament's for the taking basically, because it is a weaker field. Like you look for those guys who have that extra drive. So yes, yeah, Smalley could definitely be right there at 7,100 um, in like 5% ownership who might be, you know, return you a top 20 finish this week. And then, um, I don't know. David Lipsky is another popular name that I've, that, mm-hmm. I, that, that, that I've seen out there. I don't really have too much wisdom to impart on the people per se this week, because like we said, there's, it's not, um, I don't even know if you could really say there's horses, you know, that, that there's horses for this course because of the, it's place in the schedule and how yep. sporadic the field is. Uh, it's not like, you know, some of the invitationals or some of the annuals uh, that, that draw the bigger, the bigger fields. So it is kind of fun to go hunting around, so to speak, for for deals or, like you said, leverage plays, um, trying to almost outsmart it. You don't have to eat the chalk this week. Um, as, so, a matter of, as a matter of fact, I would be shocked if a Rory or exactly. Shad shocked and Bryson teed it up. Well, look, the, just, it's simple math. The odds are just lower. It's like, sure, they have an edge to them because they are you know, so much better than the other people in the tournament. But if you're just talking strict number odds of based on how many people in the tournament, you're talking about the amount of guys who are at that tier, like they're just out technically outnumbered by the people who could potentially win this week. Exactly. So let's, let's real quick, let's pivot. Let's pivot. There to we some go. Tiers. Our favorite let's word on the show. Let's <laughs> pivot to some tiers real quick. Um, speaking of pivoting again, one more time, we'll, we'll pivot back. We're going to go 360 degrees back. To double tiers. pivot. A double pivot. I think someone oh. called that a pirouette. Um, the Saudi League Live International Series. Mm. Um, divots and pivots might have to go live from the Renaissance Club. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's or the international. Sorry, the Renaissance is not is not uh, where they're at. They're at the International outside of Boston. I think it's in Bolton, Mass. I didn't even uh, know they were. Ah, oh, son, it's, it, 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 it's an event in September. Uh, I still. I bet you we could. They're going to be looking for any publicity they can get. I bet you we could walk in there easy, and uh, they'll give us the main broadcast. Well, <laughs> I would love to do play by play for the for for Live International. Listen, I still pledge my allegiance to all things um, um, 
to stop myself short right there. Yeah, let's, <laughs> there have been a lot of players who have tipped their hands and gotten a little chippy with the yes. mention of it. So I do think we're going to see some euros out there. Um, I guess yeah. Jason Kokrak has has gotten a little uh, has has gotten has gotten a little bowed up about it from time to time, and I don't know if that's yeah. him saying as a player i just want the freedom to play wherever i want which quite frankly they still do have the freedom to play wherever you oh, want sure. life's full of choices guys well you're reality. gonna follow, you're gonna follow money to an extent and you're gonna follow the opportunity to be seen in the end yeah um but they did they i mean they did i gotta admit they did the tour right in the sense that they did try to pick ter- tournaments that aren't aren't necessarily you know the super tip top tier but divots and yeah. pivots live from the international uh hey, that, that, cool. that would be that would be something else Back to the tears, though. Tears for fears, because here you have to kind of swallow chalk. Let's go back to the land of chalky chalk and um, and see what's what, because if I'm looking at this right. Nope, that's not the tears. That's the the faded realm. Tier one. (laughs) That's what we're calling the double. Yeah, the faded realm. Faded (laughs) realm. Bryson's not even there. No. Uh, you know what happened? Bryson stopped wearing the short-brimmed hat, and the ghost of Ben Hogan it was rolling <laughs> in his grave. And so until he puts it back on, I don't think um, Hogan's going to let him play. Tier one, we got Rory McIlroy, yep. Hideki Matsuyama, and Jordan Spieth. Um, I, out of those three, I think I, – I mean, I'm just going to take Jordan Spieth because you got defending champion, Texas guy. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are playing pretty well right now. I don't think you could really, you know, it's not like anybody is super, super duper over the other. And I think all three of them for their own reasons are, are already looking to next week. Oh, so yeah. shout kudos to you boys in, in the DK labs for putting that one together. I want to call that the, uh, the apathetic trio of champions right there, because I do. Th- yeah. Well, I, I think that's why you, if you slipped, if you slipped Corey Connors up into tier one, which you could make an argument for based on recent form um, and, and his place in all the statistics, yep. you take Corey Connors because again, he wants anything for this, but yes, you got the blue bloods there. And I think, but, but, we, but because they didn't do that now in tier two, we get the, the interesting debate of two guys that you are high on this week. Do you go with Maverick McNeely or Corey Connors in tier two? Foiled they're again. both sitting there with Bryson DeChambeau, with Abraham Answer, with Tony Finau. So, so a See, lot of good options, but but who's who are you going to settle on there? Corey Connors, because he's won there before. That's why. Because That's I think a enough. guy like Mav McNeely trying to break through, Corey Connors has won. Um, you... However, mentioned that uh, the Canadian is probably running on empty, not just because the gas prices are astronomical right now, but um, also because he, he, he had a deep run into the WGC Dell Technologies match play brought to you by Nabisco Shredded Wheat. And, and that can't be discounted. That is a lot of golf in of the golf. same amount of time that they just play four rounds. You know, these guys are playing four rounds in three days or, you know, like it's they play. If, if you go early to the final, you're playing a lot of golf. It, and it is different. It's different mentally. Um, yes. it, it, it's got it. It's got its. It's got its upsides in the sense that um, you hit a ball OB. You can. I mean, you can afford to make a triple quad. You can take a friggin' twelve in match play, and it doesn't. Or matter. you could pick it up and save. Or your you can put it in your pocket. Split. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to the next hole. Um, yeah. and, and so, so if you, you know, if you're one of those folks who can Ted Lasso it, just goldfish, move on. Uh, like Kevin Kisner, like Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Um, Brooks did a lot better this week, but then again, it's major season it, it, yeah. in my quote, in my hashtag other league. Uh, we've got a buddy of mine, we've got a rule and it's, you don't, you pick Brooks at the majors. Like we, yes. we, we started this thing a few years ago until he gives you a reason not to, or you find out something like, uh, it's being played at somebody's home course. Yeah. You pick Brooks. I mean, he, and he's I just got that it. it factor. He's got that attitude that that swagger when it comes to the big spot. That he's he's he may not always win it, but he's always he's always making a run. He's always in contention. He's making making it interesting. So um so yeah, tier two. We're going we're we're going to wave the Canadian flag. Oh Canada, I know all the words. Um, tier three. It looks like we've got the uh, the comeback kids here. With yeah, Gary. It's a good way I, to put it. Actually, I like that. I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's actually the name of the tier. <laughs> you do have you do have guys who are familiar names, with the exception of Chris Kirk. But I think Chris was stellar enough at UGA, and he's been hunting around 
uh, for long enough. Yep. Um, he would be the one that I think is kind of the rising star amongst those. But Siwoo, Gary Woodland, Keegan, Jason Day, all familiar names, all winners, all champs. Yep. Um, some majors mixed in there. And in all kind of where'd you go, you know, or what have you done for me lately? They didn't disappear, but they haven't exactly been, been shining. They, most stopped, of them, they stopped popping. It will most of them, most of them for either injuries, um, either mental or physical. So uh, in the, in there, I don't know, man. I mean, what's your, what is your, what does your crystal ball tell you? I, 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 so I'm just, I'm curious, I'm curious to check the name of this. Cause you said the name and I figured out on the, on the mobile app on DraftKings, you, they get the, the tiers name. This right. is actually the ball striker group. Oh, this is the so tier three is your ball strikers. Those are the ball strikers. Hold on, Corey Connors is not part of the ball strikers. No, group. Corey Corey Connors is part of the bomber group. Corey Connors might have one of the most beautiful swings since Ben Hogan, and it, okay, that's neither here nor there. That's fair though. <laughs> I like it as, as opposed to Keegan Bradley's ratchet, ratchet hockey swing. Um, well, but, but but I'm gonna go with Keegan Bradley in this me too. this week. <laughs> me too. That's 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 why I went there because he uh, he he I, he's. He has won before. He is a major champion. Yes. And when you F up the way he did at, on 18 at Sawgrass, I don't know if <laughs> for, for the uninitiated or if you didn't happen to see it, homeboy hit a punch out on 18 that ran through the fairway and into the water. Something that you and I probably have done, you know, all the time, you know, every once in a while it gets away from you. You yep. might be thin at skull. These are, these are not, they don't I mean, do that. <laughs> no, this would be like an NBA player making a self layup, you know, or like, you know what I'm saying? Not even just missing a free throw or airballing a layup, like a layup on your own rim. Yeah. That's how bad of a mistake that is. And um, he's going to bounce back and I think he's going to do just fine. I think that actually did more har- or more good than harm uh, yeah. because it reminded him that he is a champion. He can do it. I wouldn't be shocked to see Jason Day because he was playing well, but his back's tweaked, man. And until I see him back get is always rounds, then, tweaked. That thing is never going to be right again. Back and feet, dude. <laughs> Zion Williamson in basketball. I don't know if we're going to see big boy uh, suit up again because those feet, you got to take care of them. Uh, yeah, just I mean, like Lieutenant Dan says. Exploding socks. shoes. There's a problem right there. So. All right, so <laughs> tier four, exploding shoes. <laughs> tier four, I forgot all about the exploding shoes. Yeah. I know. Was, they just, when you said feet there, it just reminded me that that had happened. It was a great, I, great Exactly. <laughs> what is, so Charlie Hoffman, Russell Knox, Davis Riley, Johnny Vegas, Kevin Streelman, Adam Hadwin, and Mido. So these are supposedly your short gamers. Okay, which, which I can see it, may, it makes sense because the the guy that the guy that I'm going for here is, is going to be Mr. Johnny Vegas, who is slowly becoming a a fan favorite of the show. I, uh, or, <laughs> I like Johnny Vegas. I do too, and but this is like the third time I'm suggesting to to play him this year, so it's it's just becoming a thing. But look, he's ranked out in the field, sixth in ball striking, first in distance, second in par fives, third in DK points. It's to, I mean, sure, he's only he's he's ranked 36th in opportunities gained, so that's his lowest stat. But with all the other ones there, um, why not take a shot on Mr. Johnny Vegas in, in here? Now I know you like because just because we talked about it a little bit before earlier before the show, I I know you you uh you don't mind Russell Knox this week, Mito Pereira, like so. I'm curious to see like where are you going here? I don't I don't mind uh, Russell Knox this week. Uh, I think he's poised and positioned in the sense that he's kind of rebounding as well. Uh, and he's been playing well. Yep. And so I think this is the, this is the kind of tournament where a guy like Russell Knox, I mean, Johnny Vegas hasn't won in five years or no. whatever it is. So this is, I, when you said that it, it intrigued me, I thought to myself, was the last time he was in the winner's circle and it's been about five years. So Johnny Vegas and Russell Knox, I think you get to flip a coin there. I'm going to stick to my guns and fly the Scottish flag instead of the Venezuelan flag in this, <laughs> in this uh, little international uh, dispute, not not that I have anything against either. Uh, just but that I, I've been kind of a Russell Knox. I've been a, I've been having a thing for Russell Knox recently, and so I'm up a few up. times this year. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I, I think I think he is going to going to get back on there and win soon. Uh, tier five. So, quickly, what's interesting? Just because in golf we sometimes look for patterns, sure. I'm going to give you a pretty in, in my eyes. We, a call, we call it recent form. Pretty definitive pattern here for Johnny Vegas over the past five years at this tournament. 2016 oh. cut. 2017 t34 2018 cut 2019 t30 2021 cut so logic would say he's in for a top 30 this year 
God. Right? I mean, that seems that seems sound enough to 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 convince people to spend their money on Mr. Johnny Vegas this week, right? Like well, that. I've got some ch- I've got some chicken entrails in the backyard. Yeah. After I'm done burning them, I'll come back in and let you know what I what I see. Yeah. Um, no, that is fun. I, I yes, you got it. But he finished like, the, he finished fourth at Punta Cana last week. He finished twenty yeah, seventh at the Valspar. Like he's he's in pretty decent form this year. I, I'm not going to fight you on Johnny Vegas yeah. mostly because mostly because I pretty much had to flip a coin uh, yeah. myself for that one. So in, in tier five, it's on what what is the what's what's the online DraftKings saying for tier five? What is the name of this? Oh, the the name of this one. Yeah, sorry. That's uh, these are your birdie makers. Oh, stop it birdie makers stop i'm not a big fan of that um anyway but, but i do like this group uh i don't like that that's what their name is although i'm sure it is an interesting group though it is an yeah. interesting group i know you're huge on luke list he's at the top yep. of your list you're yeah you're so i mean i gotta follow him. i gotta follow through and play in there if i'm not gonna if i'm not gonna have a model that play that shoots out a guy who's my number one guy and i'm and i don't plan like what am i doing making a model then and, yeah. and, and in tears in tears I'm, I'm right there with you there's no argument i would make on any of the other names i didn't have anybody higher than than luke list really besides mav mcneely and classic um, as far as that, well, I do like really, Thigala in, in classic. Too. I like him, but I like him for the value that you get yes. in classic. In classic, not, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I still think that Luke List is the chalky right there, and you, and you eat it for a reason. Thigala, um, three top tens this year. I just noticed that three top tens. Yeah, he's not. Don't, he's don't, not, don't not sleep on him. Don't sleep on him. So tier six. This is let me guess the uh, the comeback brigade. What is yeah, this? Is, this is the the long shots. So you're not you're not far off. Yeah, not far off. So this is you, so this is the one that I'm a little lost on. Ah, that, I like Martin Laird here or Ricky Fowler. Party Michael, Marty, Marty, <laughs> as Pat Mayo Hello. would say. Party Marty. <laughs> Hello, McFly. Um, anybody home? <laughs> so no, Ricky Fowler is. Um, he wants to get back to Augusta so bad. Not that none. Yes. I like when people say that. Oh, he really wants this one. Yeah, because the other 143 guys don't. Yeah, but, but, um, but with a, a man with his name recognition and his pedigree sponsorship and his pedigree, like all those things, like to not play ma- the Masters is is such a just a, a lot shame. of eyeballs. It's, That's a lot yeah, of eyeballs. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. So I I feel that sentiment for sure. Uh, Martin Laird's played all right this year. Uh, Scott Stallings is the guy I was talking about before the show. Uh, most yes, because he's, he's also speaking of you know off off the field uh, stuff. He's uh, he's gone through some more physical changes. He used to be one of the bulkier, bigger guys, known for being like a brute, uh, and now he is still a healthy dude. He's just trimmed down and kind of changed his ways a little bit in the sense of focusing, I guess, on pliability and more of the Tom Brady approach. Your best friend and mine. <laughs> um, is he though? Is he though? <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I, I think, I think Martin Laird mostly because I got an international thing going this week too. So no, Marty, I like, I like the Laird call because he, like you said, he's he's playing, he's playing decent this year so far. He has a good history at this tournament. Like this is one of those tournaments that he just seems to show up for. He's made the cut five years in a row, uh, or at least the last five times he's played here, I should say. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm cool with the Martin Laird call for sure. T thirty last year, T thirty six time before that, T eleven in two thousand eighteen, okay, T eighteen in two thousand seventeen. So he's he's always in the mix here, okay. So I can get down with some party Marty in tier six for our long shots. I think, I think Marty and I go to bed around the same time. I think he's like I think he's pushing pushing the champions tour. Um, <laughs> God, there's like this. This really is one of those tournaments that does not necessarily have the most. Uh, it doesn't have the most prestigious background. Um, no, it's but it's just got history. I mean, it's a Texas tournament. That's because they Aren't, keep their name simple. <laughs> and I'm not even like making a joke there, but like a lot of the less prestigious tournaments, like their names are just kind of like like longer and, and even and the more prestigious, but like just Valera Texas open is just kind of sounds more legit. It sounds like a silly take, but tournaments are a mouthful. <laughs> I E the WGC Dell technology <laughs> tournament of champions brought to you by Buffalo wild wings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just saying that. Cause I want wings for lunch today. No Tommy worries. armor. My, again, my, my, my old, yeah. uh, my old lore of caddying my, my brush with greatness. Tommy Armour the third set the PGA Tour scoring record here back in two thousand three. Okay, and that's right. You did, you brought him up before the show, or even during the show. I forget when it was, but I know you brought him up today. So, 
Of course. It's kind of like when you meet, when you meet LeBron or you like to you know, touch greatness. <laughs> yes. LeBron and Tommy Arby the third, they're, they're about, they're about on parallel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it sticks with you. Uh, Justin, Justin Leonard, three-time champion, Texas guy. Um, watch Bryson's going to come out of nowhere this week and, and put his little stupid hat on and show up like <laughs> not even have a driver in the bag just hit like two iron under the wind all week well you He's saw him where he, he what was that that par three last week where he just he he did the the line drive shot and, ro- and rolled her right up or something like that. it was a beautiful shot but he was obviously trying something new <laughs> he he's always tinkering i think he wants i think he yeah. here's the problem he wants to out he wants to out he wants to outsmart Augusta. He thought he did it by by hitting it past everybody. And ha! Yeah, I'm just gonna take these angles. That's the beauty and of Augusta. It's it the, doesn't work that way. <laughs> the beauty of Alistair McKenzie, you sadistic, sadistic man. And <laughs> Marion Collins. Remember, I brought her up last week. She was actually you his did, eyes yes. and ears out there. Um, but yeah, it, 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 look at us. Right back to Augusta. Thanks, Valero. It was fun. Um, have fun. <laughs> you know, have fun this week. We'll see. Because I'm not going to lie, I'll probably be watching more of the Augusta National Women's Amateur on Saturday than I'll watch this. Um, and then come Sunday, I'll watch the final round. Obviously, you got to see, got to see what's going on. You got to keep of your course. finger on the pulse. But I'm uh, be able to do a show each week. So, <laughs> God, you got to prepare for content like prepare. this. It doesn't, it doesn't just come naturally. Listen, we're going to get shirts made that say, um, "If you hit the target, nobody knows you're shooting from the hip." There you go. Hey, <laughs> and back to you in the studio. Back to you in the studio. That's that's what that's, I want. That's what I want on my next hat. Actually, these hats. Go. I was at a conference this week, and this guy was like, "Hey, does anybody need a hat?" I said, "Yes, sir." And it just says staff on just it, huh? Staff. In case you needed to know, I want it, right so here. this new new bit. We're oh, gonna God. do because we're gonna. We're, I think we're gonna try out some fun stuff this summer. So maybe this, we'll do a new bit. You're going to wear that hat. We're going to sure. go to some different establishments and see where you can get away with just walking in and acting like you work there. Just because your hat says staff. At, at one, well, at one point in my life, I had about 38 shirts that said staff. I used to, I used to work well, at the summer camp, camp for a long time. Yeah, yeah. No, but like the blank ones, what I was about to say is my first job when I was in college at the University of Georgia as an undergrad. So this was back in 2002, three, four, somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, children there was a world before facebook and instagram and tiktok (laughs) Uh, it it was i was i was studying for finals when facebook was rolled out no but um my first job was security i worked night security at the at the main library for like six for like six bucks an hour i got to sit down at a desk and once an hour i had to take laps around um kick out you know the worst part about it was was at the end of the night having to like shoo out homeless people or you know telling some person who's working on a final it's like i don't care i gotta go home dude like the yeah. bar's closed soon so get out so anyways i think i still have it and it's on the it's a polo shirt that on the back just says security in big bold letters there you go although i'd be scared to wear it nowadays i'm old like you pointed out <laughs> like i pointed out look you don't act old you don't seem old so it's cool uh, working with children keeps you young at heart kids are great uh, man that is that'll do it for sure um wow we we have kind of just flown through we're already down to our last 10 minutes here and we're but i feel like we we threw out a bunch of names um, <laughs> <laughs> one name so, one name. Of... <laughs> and so so in a former life i taught creative writing to sixth yeah. and seventh graders they were talented kids but it, they were still sixth and seventh graders so they sure. wrote like sixth and seventh graders i feel like that's exactly how this show kind of in conclusion <laughs> Today, I would like to talk to you about the Valero Texas Open. First yeah. of all, I like Luke List. Second of all, look for leverage plays this week. <laughs> Third of all, par five scoring is important. Well, when in conclusion, tell- <laughs> we're excited for Augusta next week. Yeah. Back to you in the studio. You know it's, what? It's so true. When they tell you this is how paragraphs should be written at that age, you're like, okay, structure, structure, structure. I, man, I, 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 a lot of my students, they hated me for that. It was always how many paragraphs, as many as it needs to be. I was the worst yeah. Socratic teacher. Everything was a question back to the student because I also taught things like writing and geography, but um, that's, we did. No, instead of, instead of the middle school writing analogy, we're going to call this the Jackson Pollock approach because, go. because it, it, at first it might look like we're just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. But once you Wait step back. Sunday. <laughs> Once you step back and you look at the masterpiece that we've put together, then 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 you'll see. 
Well, then the last handful of paint I'm gonna throw on this wall. Let's see. It. Um, is one more, just one more name because he he did a name I honestly never heard of, but but popped in my rankings this week is an Austin Smotherman. Um, so <laughs> you're making things up now. I'm making things up now. So Austin Smotherman, 6,800 on DK, comes in ranked fifth in my rankings this week. And, and let me just break down. So I want to look at. So he's this is over 24 rounds. So he's played. These stats are coming over 24 rounds over the last three months that he's played. Uh, he's sixth in ball striking, fifth in opportunities, 24th in driving distance, 19th in par fives. Now he's only 47th in DraftKings, but quite honestly, I don't think he's really been in a lot of the DraftKings tournament, the tournaments that are on DraftKings. I think he's been uh, maybe in some some other other things, but. And and he's he's number one in strokes gained. Who the fuck are you? Which is <laughs> well, which is good this week because but you need a, that leverage. But with a beautiful name like Smotherman, I know. I, I mean... want listen. I I and I, I I honestly meant that with with no disrespect. I no, was I trying to get a cheap laugh of like literally. That's that's the that's the guy you want this week because like you said, yeah. leverage strikes all the striking the ball checks all the boxes. Um, I would love to I would love to hand somebody a business card that says Caddy for Austin Smotherman. Um, and I would ask that he would call me Smithers the entire time. I would say, yes, Smotherman Smithers. Yes. Smotherman. Um, I worked with with a Peterman one time and that was tough. Peterman. Peterman. (laughs) Well, Ferris Bueller was on too. Uh, okay. So that does it. Yeah. But yeah, so Smotherman, Smotherman. he's the last name I want to throw out there. Um, just because I was, whenever I was looking at my final kind of, once all the numbers came together, I was a little shocked to see him up that high. But then, in looking at the numbers, it made sense. Um, he's never actually played this tournament, so there's no doesn't uh, matter on him in that sense. But as far but, as he finished twenty, he finished twenty fifth at the Valspar. He finished fifty fifth in uh, at Puerto Rico. Uh, he did miss the cut last week in in Punta Cana, and he missed the cut at the Honda. But that's really the recent form we have on him. But he's got a couple flashy or not flashy, but a couple pop finishes there for a guy who is pretty unknown at this point. He's got a couple of pride. Now I had to look him up because with a name like Oster, Oster <laughs> we had to see what we're working with here. And you were right. We've got a, we, we might have found our, our Aladdin, our diamond in the rough. Um, <laughs> Does he have a haircut or something or like a crazy mustache? Or is it Don't normal sue looking? me Disney for plus. Uh, well, he, the kid knows how to win. He's won on the corn Ferry tour. He's won on the PGA tour, Latin America. Uh, and he was he go. was college teammates with Bryson DeChambeau. We're not going to hold that against him, but he's an S- <laughs> But what that means, he's an SMU guy. Yeah, he lives in Dallas now, so he knows how to play in Texas. So it's a and, Texas guy. Also, so what you're saying is a lot of things that line up for him. I will meet you. What's what? I mean, what's the what's the leverage for an Austin Smotherman? Did you already throw it out there? And I was just lost in the in the names. Uh, I mean, so he's actually his ownership's actually a little higher than I expected it to be. I think it was around nine percent. That's because listen, the secret's <laughs> out on Smotherman. You gotta you gotta jump ship now. Everybody's gonna get on him. That nine's gonna turn into seventeen, and you're gonna be kicking them. Well, kidding. of course, after they watch our show here, all those people are gonna flip on him, and yeah, he's gonna be a twenty five percent owned guy. So, um, we got a couple minutes left. I got a question for you. Yes. Is Tiger playing at the Masters this year? Uh, I, I, I mean, I want to see it happen. Everybody wants it. Of course, we all want to see it happen. Um, I'm not quite sure he's going to pull the trigger yet, though. Um, and you, you, you stated it before the show, and I'm, I'll reiterate and give the credit to you now. The fact that I think you're right in that he wants to probably wait until he feels like he can at least approach the, the level of – kind of showing that he expects out of himself not necessarily to win it but to not go out there and and look like he's hobbling around the golf course is what he wants to avoid (laughs) he famously told curtis strange right before his first professional tournament he doesn't tee it up unless he thinks he has a chance to win and that hasn't changed um he was on i i think i think before the show too uh, my my prognostication is that maybe we see him at the par three with charlie for the first time you did um, say that, you know, we're, Which, come on. Happy. Don't we all want to see Charlie on the par three? Oh, that'd be cool. I, I, by the way, if you've not found the Charlie Woods parody Twitter account, go find it. Oh, I've not. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, it's, it's basically snotty, obnoxious, brodacious, bravado, egotistical kind of nice. over the top. I, you know, teacher lady told me I need to read this. I told her I only read green books lady. And it's like, <laughs> it's, 
the funniest stuff in in, in right there in the profile it says it's a parody account calm sure. down karen which you had me at karen yeah um, exactly but it was it, it's good go 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 find the go find the charlie woods parody twitter account um don't sleep be. on austin smotherman this week don't sleep on luke list this week um yeah. shouts again to the boys and girls at fantasy national golf club for all the the juicy goods the information things you wanted things you didn't even know you needed yeah. uh and i will say one more time before i give the talking stick back over to andrew that thank you all uh at belly up again for allowing me to grace your your airwaves with my dulcet tones and uh um, <laughs> and in in magnificent wizardry of thought you are accepted <laughs> <laughs> Back to you in the studio. But yes, with a couple minutes left here, we're going to wrap this up. And as always, as my fantastic co-host here said, shout out to Belly Up. They're the ones who make all this possible for us. So Belly Up Media, Belly Up Sports. Look, you can find anything you want. If you go to the Belly Up, uh, bellyupsports.com, we got fantasy site. We got a media site, podcast. Look, there's like 75 plus podcasts that are Belly Up Media uh, helps run. So if you like your sports podcast, go to Belly Up Media uh, on Twitter. Find out who you can listen to. We got a lot of great guests, including us. So you can find us on all your your normal podcasts. Uh, as 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 always, tikilive.com, 10 a.m. every Wednesday. Uh, we're always there. We're always going to be there. And like I said, this is an exciting time of the golf season coming up. Now we're entering major season. We're going to be there every step of the way for you. We're going to hope to be as close as possible for you, and we'll see what we can do for you to bring some fun stuff for you this summer. So thanks for joining us again. We're going to get out of here. Good luck with Valero and get some rest because Masters Week is coming. And make sure to check out before we get off here because I almost just forgot. Sunday night on TikiLive.com, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Belly Up Masters pre-show. You'll see me there. You may see Bud there too joining in on some Jeopardy. We'll see. This final lineup is still coming through, so just check it out. We're going to have fun. See you next week. Enjoy the week. Have a nice one, everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 